Forest Church podcast. Lake Forest is a community for people who've given up on church but not on God. If you'd like to learn more about our locations in Huntersville, Davidson, and Denver, North Carolina, you can check us out online at lakeforest.org. Thanks! Can we thank uh, Percy for being our guest today? Thank you, brother. Well, how about let's learn from the Bible for a few minutes to really be sure that we have arrived at Holy Week. Holy Week is the traditional name that Christians have used for not just showing up on Easter like it's another day, but like the resurrection is the fulcrum of history of my life and yours if you put your faith in Jesus. And so Holy Week is is really a week of preparation. We've given you materials. I think some of them are still out there. Uh, on how we're observing Lent and preparing ourselves for Easter, and we will do so this week. But today is Palm Sunday, and here is the scripture. Luke chapter 19, starting with verse 28. After Jesus had said this, he went on ahead going up to Jerusalem. As he approached Bethpage and Bethany at the hill called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples saying to them, Hey, go to the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you'll find a colt tied there which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you why, say, the Lord needs it. Those who were sent ahead went and found it just as he had told them. As they were untying the colt, its owners asked them, why are you untying the colt? They replied with the code word, the Lord needs it. They brought it to Jesus, threw their coats on the colt, and put Jesus on it. As he went along, people spread their coats on the road. When he came near the place where the road goes down the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in loud voices for all the miracles they had seen. Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And that was the word Hosanna. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. I tell you, he replied, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. As Jesus approached Jerusalem and saw the city, he wept over it and said, If you, even you, had only known on this day what would bring you peace, but now it is hidden from your eyes. The days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment against you and encircle you and hem you in on every side. They will dash you to the ground and the children. They will not leave one stone on another because you did not recognize the time of God's coming to you is actually a prediction of what happened 40 years later when Rome destroyed the city of Jerusalem block by block and everyone in it. So it's Passover week. This is the beginning of Passover week. What we call Palm Sunday was the beginning of of a week-long celebration of Passover for the ancient Jews. This is first century Israel. Uh, Passover was very much like our Christmas. Like there's a whole season, right? It's not just like one day. It's not one of those little Hallmark holidays. You're like, oh, is it, uh, you know, ping pong, National Ping Pong Day. It's like a whole deal, right? Every store has stuff. And Passover was like that as well. It was many holidays. And hundreds of thousands of Israelites from around the country are pouring into Jerusalem. Because it's the week for all Jewish people to make a pilgrimage to Jerusalem. And Jesus is coming with them. And he comes to the city through the suburb of Bethany and Bethpage. 
that suburb where his friends lived, whom we talked about last week, Mary, Martha, and their brother Lazarus. And he had recently raised Lazarus from the dead. And the whole country is still buzzing about that. And the religious leaders actually are planning to kill Lazarus dead again so that he won't be this walking, talking billboard that Jesus has the very power of God to raise people from the dead. And as Jesus comes down the Mount of Olives toward the city, people begin to catch word. The young prophet, Jesus, who's been healing people, He's been performing miracles. He he's teaches uh, like he has the authority of God, not man. He, he's arriving for Passover. And so the word is spreading, and it's a buzz. Now, Passover is a celebration of freedom for Israel. Uh, it, it's remembering the time when God had rescued his people Israel from slavery in Egypt 1,500 years ago from their oppression, and Moses was their leader. And so freedom is a big deal, and it's on everyone's lips during the celebration of Passover. They talked about it a lot. And if political trouble was going to happen in Israel, it would happen at Passover. That's why their Roman oppressors, Israel was ruled by Rome very cruelly in this time. And, and so the Romans uh, would always beef up their, their military presence during Passover. More stormtroopers, more guards all around the city because they didn't want any trouble. And so about the same time, the Roman governor, Pilate, is coming from the coast to Jerusalem. He's coming in on the other side of the city, and he's riding a war horse, symbolizing his power. And now Jesus, on his way in, engages in a bit of intentional street theater or drama. He stirs things up on purpose. Jesus, if you've never thought of him this way, he is clearly an agitator on Palm Sunday, and let me tell you why. There in verse 29, you saw that he told two of his disciples, hey, go ahead of me, because Jesus had made these arrangements. Go ahead of me, in the next village, there'll be a young donkey colt. It actually, in the, the Greek, it says donkey, and a colt that's tied up. Have it ready, because I'm going to ride that donkey the rest of the way into Jerusalem. Huh, is that because he was going to be tired? It's only two miles. No, Jesus is doing something entirely symbolic here. He's reaching back to an ancient prophecy from the Old Testament book of Zechariah. And that prophecy says the Messiah will come to you riding on a donkey, a young colt. Now, a donkey was considered an animal of peace, not war, unlike the war horse. So Jesus is intentionally doing this. He's very intentionally now claiming that the prophecy of the Messiah is being fulfilled on this day in Jerusalem. And, and, and everyone, these are people who know their Bible, the, old, the, the, the Hebrew Scriptures. Everyone is way familiar with the, the predictions of, and prophecies of a Messiah. They're all waiting for the Messiah. And so he comes riding from Bethany down into Jerusalem on this donkey symbolically. And what he's saying is, I am who you hope I am. I'm finally going public with being the Messiah. I am the Savior. Because you may know as you've read through the Gospels, there's a lot of times in the Gospels he'll heal somebody and they'll say, you're the son of God. And he'll say, yeah, but keep it kind of quiet for now. Not today. Not Palm Sunday. He symbolically chooses the donkey to ride into town at the most politically tinderbox moment when people are yearning for freedom, yearning for salvation. And he's saying, I am he. 
He's telling everyone he's the promised Messiah from God, the Savior. Now, this is on a Sunday. It actually is on a Sunday, which was their Monday, a business day for them. So it's rush hour. There's lots of people. And Jesus, this controversial prophet, is rounding the corner, coming into town symbolically on a donkey, a young donkey, and the people go wild. They take their coats off and spread them spontaneously in the road, which is a way of saying, you're our king. You shouldn't have to walk on dirt. Uh, he's getting closer to the city. They're now breaking off palm branches from the date palm trees, which, which are all around there. They're breaking off palm branches and waving them, and they're shouting out something that sounds very familiar to you. The, 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 the original language is they shout, Hosanna. And as you keep reading, they're shouting, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the king of Israel. And, and when I use the word Hosanna, some of you are, are maybe scarred from being in church too long. <laughs> and when you hear the word Hosanna, maybe all you can think of is a cheesy Jesus movie, you know, or a cantata. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. This is not a churchy moment. That sounds churchy, so get churchy out of your head. Hopefully you can get me singing out of your head, too. This is not churchy in any way. It was dangerous. Like they're calling for a revolution, calling him a king, waving palm branches and putting their coats in the road for him. And he's claiming to be the Messiah. Uh, <clears throat> the palm branches, by the way. One scholar says the palm branches were basically the Jewish stars and stripes, what, what sort of the flag is for us today. Because some years earlier, before this, a, a man named Judas Maccabeus had revolted against, had led a revolt against the Roman occupiers, and the Jews had actually been a free state for a while under Maccabeus. And you know what the symbol of that rebellion from, against Rome and the freedom had been? It was the palm branch. In fact, when coins were made during that rebellion, a palm branch was on one side of it. This isn't churchy meek little Jesus. This is dangerous stuff. And this is why the political leaders are now afraid of Jesus and they're plotting to kill him and this sets him on the path of execution on the Friday that we call good coming up this week. And so when they're saying, Hosanna, and they're waving palm branches, what they're saying is, save us from Rome. Save us from the corrupt religious leaders. Save us, Jesus. This has the makings of a revolution. And they're looking for Jesus to do something. By the way, as you take a moment, talk to somebody sitting next to you or near you, tell them your favorite superhero, and if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Go. Favorite superhero, and what superpower would you want? Okay, okay. All right. How about a, a couple of people over here? Who, who's your favorite superhero? Who? So, I don't know that one. Who? Star-Lord. Did I get that wrong? Oh, Star-Lord. Cool. 
I bet he, what's his superpower? Okay, he can do stuff with objects. Uh, I'll have to study up on him. Who else? Who, who's a favorite superhero? Just, just like shout it out. What? Batman. I, Batman has the best toys, and he has the coolest voice. He, I don't think he talks like that. That's what I like about Batman. Um, okay, what did you? What did some of you say for the superpower? If you could have it, what would it be? Control time. That is a new one. Is that actually? Uh, wow. That's that's like deep. I'm, I'm sitting here thinking about that. What, what's another one? Fly. To fly. Yes. The first service, they pretty much all wanted to fly. <laughs> Who has another one? Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Yes. I like her superpowers. Yes. And of course, now it's it's Wakanda forever. You know, the the Black Panther way cool movie. You're like, well, that's really interesting, Mike, but we're in the middle of Palm Sunday. Here's how this relates. The Jewish people of Jesus' day had fallen into a trap on how they were thinking about the Messiah. For a few generations, they had ignored vast portions of their Hebrew Bible that talked about the Messiah. Particularly, they had ignored passages in Isaiah 53 saying that the Messiah will not just be for the Jewish people to now be the conquerors and on top, but would be for all, would be to spread the knowledge of God to everyone. They were also ignoring the parts of the prophecies in Isaiah 53 that said the, the Messiah will suffer on behalf of everyone to heal their sin and their brokenness through his own death. Instead, they were looking for a superhero. A superhero Messiah who would come crack some heads, kick some booty, take names, and kick Rome out of their country. That's what they wanted. But that was not the mission of Jesus, which might explain Jesus' reaction. Jesus rides this donkey over coats in the road, palm branches waving, people shouting, Hosanna. Would you shout Hosanna? Hosanna. Would you actually shout Hosanna? This is the scene, and he comes down the Mount of Olives around the bend, and now he sees the city of Jerusalem up ahead. It's on a mountaintop. And, and your first glimpse of Jerusalem will take your breath away. It's the city that they all love. And people are screaming for him, and he's claiming for himself to be the Messiah and the King of all. And people are like, yes, we're with you, Hosanna. And what does Jesus do? Anyone remember? He cries. That's maybe the way I'm most like Jesus. I'm the crying pastor. <laughs> Verse 41 says, Jesus saw the city and wept over it. What's up with that? He's saddened that God's people have gotten suckered into wanting and hoping for a Messiah who's a superpower, not a healer. And here's what he says in verse 42. If you had known in this day, even you, the things which make for peace. He's sad the crowds are shouting for what they want, not for what they need. What they want is a superhero Messiah. What they need is someone who will bring them peace, shalom with God, and make them into peacemakers to all the world. What they need is someone who will offer them forgiveness and give them a way out of the mess of sin and then take that message to everyone affected by the curse. 
to restore their relationship with God and make them agents of his peace and reconciliation. That's what they need, but they want a superhero of a different kind. A Chuck Norris-oriented Messiah is what they want. And Jesus weeps over them and over the whole city. So this is Palm Sunday. As you and I prepare our hearts for Easter, understand that Jesus presents himself as the Messiah and as a king, but a different kind of king. Now, be sure, Jesus has also promised that when he returns again to end time, he will end this fallen period of earth history. And every tyrant will be thrown down, every oppressor will be stopped in their tracks, and every tear will be wiped from every eye, and God's new age will begin. But today, as we prepare for Easter next Sunday and prepare our hearts, perhaps we also need to repent of wanting Jesus and Christianity to be a superhero with superpowers to conquer our political enemies or our country with Christianity. Perhaps you or I need to repent of our hopes for Jesus to be a cosmic Chuck Norris who kicks tail on the people we don't like and don't agree with. More importantly, let's embrace Jesus who enters humbly on a donkey signaling he's here to make peace between you and God through his atoning sacrifice of his life on the cross for sins. And he's here to offer you as now an agent of his peace through salvation in Jesus to the world in his resurrection power after he rose again three days later. Like Jesus wasn't ashamed to publicly proclaim that day The Messiah, the Savior of the world has come. Let's let our lives proclaim that Jesus is Lord and peace with God is available. He transforms lives today. He can transform your life. And he will transform the world when he returns in his resurrection power. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we love you and we thank you for Jesus. And thank you that you gave us the the Messiah that we need, not the one we want. Thank you for that. And this week, Easter week, God, may we be humble and receptive of Jesus as you've sent him to us. May we not make him in our own image or what we want the Savior to be. May we reflect all week on who he actually is. And for anyone who's not yet put their faith in Jesus, as as Liz said, it just starts with one step of yes to him. You just say, Jesus, I I now give all that I know and understand of me to all that I know and understand of you. I still have questions, but I ask you to forgive me and to be my Lord and to be my Savior, and I will follow you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.